The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 36. Wow, rolling right along, right along. And also, who's rolling right along? Donald Trump, he's uh, surpassed the required number of uh, 1,237 delegates in order to become the nominee, and so that's that. He is the nominee for the Republican Party. That's right. He did it. He did it to be done, and he done did it. And that's that. And that's all she wrote. Yeah. Make it great again. This is one of the more darkest moments in the history of America. The, the idea that the Republican Party would be so sinister and devious to use this horrible monstrosity in an attempt to gain power is just unconscionable. Shut up, faggot. Oh, I cannot deal with this and that. I want that bleeped out. Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. Anyway, so uh, Trump's uh, the nominee. Meanwhile, Hillary struggles with Bernie. Well, it's not a struggle. It's a bit of a disagreement, and uh, they're getting all the issues out in front. They're being more open and more deep. They're actually more together than you realize. Yeah, but time's running out, and uh, Hillary kind of needs... Uh to, to seal the deal so she can hurry up and devote all the uh, her energy against well, Trump. It's really not that big of a deal. It's nothing compared to the obvious civil war going on in the Republican Party. Whatever war it was, it done been done. It's over. Trump won. Everyone else is gone. But old Hillary, she can't do it. And old Bernie's still there, that communist... And she can't beat that? Well, how the hell is she going to beat Trump when he's out here to make America great again? There's just no chance. No way, no how. That's all she wrote. Oh, in your dreams, Red. I mean, don't be absurd. I mean, sooner or later, people are going to come to their senses and realize there's only one candidate that has the, has the stability and character and strength and experience above all else to be president, and that, my friend, is Hillary Rotham Clinton. Well, maybe if the left would concentrate on helping her uh, win over the delegates and get the uh, nomination and uh, uh, make a, a campaign, actual, an actual campaign against Trump himself, rather than running over to Trump and uh, beating up uh, mounted police and uh, guys in wheelchairs and stuff like that and creating all kinds of violence, which is all they ever do is uh, give Trump more votes when that happens. That's right, that's right, them dumb asses They come over there with that Mexican flag You can just wipe your ass on that on the way out You don't come in here We're gonna make America great again By getting your little job-stealing, raping, murdering assholes Right out of this country, which you are So every time you show up and just show your true colors uh, we get more votes for Trump, and uh, he's going to make America great again. Oh, please. Those were all Bernie Sanders supporters. You can't blame Hillary for that. It's all that talk that there's going to be unity with the Democrats. That's, uh, that's out the window because uh, you just threw Bernie and his supporters on, a, on the bus there. No. it's Look, we're all just going to have to agree to disagree, even though you shouldn't. Whatever, Lefty, I'm going to have a, a beer. And a good laugh when looking at your face come November when Trump is elected president. Again, in your dreams, Red, in your dreams. Well, I do believe Trump will be president. Uh, there is another possibility that the uh, that we could have another situation like we had in Florida in 2000. And in this case, Trump could win the popular vote, but Hillary could win the Electoral College vote. Whatever, I'll take it. God damn, if that happens, it's gonna be war! We're gonna burn this shit house down! I mean, what do we need that Electoral College for anyway? That's some kind of communist institution in the Constitution. And we need to take that out, because that ain't for the people. Well, actually... Yeah, well, sometimes I agree with that, but look, whatever works. Well, uh, Red, if we took the Electoral College out, then that means the only states 
uh, in presidential elections that would matter would be New York and California. And those are the only states uh, presidential candidates would have to worry about because they have the most. So when you just uh, put it that simple with the mob taking over, uh, well, you're pretty much going to get a Democratic Party rule. Period. End of story. What? Well, you say that like that would be some dystopian future. I mean, good lord. It's not the end of the world, Nelson. Yeah, I think it would be. Well, of course you would. Good lord. Well, anyway, I think, can we get along to my, my special? Yeah, all right. That's enough about the primaries and everything. Uh, I still haven't fully decided that I would vote for Trump. Uh, he did come out with a list of judges that were very good, but just like his tax plan, which was very good, he just sort of said, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. So I, is he really serious about it? <laughs> I don't know. He won't give me anything to support. And then with the judges, they're all very good. Like I said, especially uh, the one that happens to be Mike Lee's brother. Mike Lee is a very good uh, senator in there. He's, uh, he should have run for president himself. Unfortunately, he's smart enough not to, so he didn't. But uh, if Trump, if I could be convinced that Trump was serious about putting a guy like that on the court, that's I'm done. I'm voting for him. It's over. I don't care about the other crap. I never really cared about his foul mouth and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, I care about his 180s that he does all the time and has done his entire life. And so, uh, but uh, yeah, he just said, eh, I'm looking at that. You know, so it, it, is the list real? <laughs> I have no reason to believe that it is. So, eh, there you go. Huh, how about that? Yeah, that's great, Nelson. Now, like you said, I got my little boat. Yeah, Lefty's got a, a little segment he wants to do. Go ahead, Lefty, the floor is yours. Yes, I want to celebrate my hero of the week. Uh, someone who really pointed out uh, some views that maybe some people overlooked and didn't really see even though they should. I'm talking about columnist for the Chicago Tribune, Clarence Page. You might have seen him on McLaughlin Group and other media outlets like that. He's a brilliant man, and he really hit the nail on the head on this particular issue this week in his column. You see, last week, uh, we briefly touched upon the controversy of the horrible name and mascot of a certain football team known as the Washington Redskins. However, as Nelson pointed out, there was recently a poll done by the Washington Post that said that nine out of ten Native Americans said they're not offended by the name. So a lot of people just thought, well, that's that. We don't have to talk about this anymore. That issue is dead. Well, guess again. So anyway, in Clarence Page's column, he really spells it out for everyone. So... I'd like to read it for the show. What's in a team's name? How about a slur? Well, that's a relief. It turns out that Native American Indians are not offended by the name of Washington's football team after all. You know, the Redskins. A new Washington Post poll finds out... <clears throat> A new Washington Post poll finds nine out of ten Native Americans say they're not offended by the Washington Redskins' name. That, the Post tells us, is a sign of how few ordinary Indians, instead of, you know, those inflammatory identity politics activist types, have been persuaded by a national movement to change the football team's moniker. Actually, how few is how I would describe the number of people surveyed. But that doesn't mean the poll wasn't scientific. The five-month survey of 504 people, according to the Post, includes Native Americans from every state and the District of Columbia. It also agrees with a 2004 poll by the Annenberg Public Policy Center, the Post notes, and the responses were broadly consistent, regardless of age, income, education, political party, or proximity to Indian reservations. More than 7 in 10 respondents said they did not feel the word redskin was disrespectful to Indians, and 8 of 10 said they would not be offended if a non-native called them that name. Ugh. Fine. I respect the results of this survey, even though it does not totally dampen my support for the Native American groups that push for the damn change. 
My support is pretty well known. I even became an internet meme after a column I wrote two years ago was ridiculed, apparently by fans of the Redskins. The NBA had banned Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling for life over his leaked racist comments back then. I reasoned Sterling was getting punished for insults that he uttered in private. Redskins owner Daniel Snyder, by contrast, was insulting Native American Indians in public every day that he refused to change his team's name. But Snyder has rebuffed all critics with the resounding declaration that he would never, all caps, change the team's name. Yet longtime District of Columbia sports fans were accustomed to such public relations sensitive name changes. Back when the Washington Bullets became an embarrassing ironic name for the city's pro basketball team in the nineteen nineties, as the city suffered through an epidemic of gun related homicides. Owner Abe Poland in nineteen ninety seven changed the team's name to its present day wizards. Despite some wisecracks about whether Wizards sounded like a Ku Klux Klan meeting, the new name stuck. Weeks later, I discovered that I had become an internet me when the people who have nothing better to do with their time than copy and paste email jokes made a response to Clarence Page essay go viral. Let's ditch the Kansas City Chiefs, the Atlanta Braves, and the Cleveland Indians, the essay argues. If your shorts are in a wad because of the reference the name Redskins makes to skin color, then we need to get rid of the Cleveland Browns. Cute. But let's face it, such a lunge for levity cannot distract from the biggest glaring offense of the Redskins' name. Unlike the Chiefs, Braves, Indians, etc., Redskins is a racial slur. As Oneida Nation Representative Ray Heilbreder and National Congress of American Indians Executive Director Jacqueline Peiter, two early leaders of the name change movement, responded to the bull, the results are actually encouraging. Native Americans are resilient, Heilbreder and Peiter wrote in a joint statement. However, that proud resilience does not give the NFL a license to continue marketing, promoting, and profiting off of a dictionary defined racial slur. One that tells people outside of our community to view us as mascots. <laughs> but since this is the age of Donald Trump, thick skins and anti-political correctness, I don't expect the Redskins' name to go soon, although I have considered possible compromises. Sportscaster Tony Kornheiser, for example, once suggested keeping the name but replacing the team's symbol with a steaming bowl of roasted red potatoes. Sounds delicious. <laughs> but... As an African-American, I would like to offer keeping the ethnic flavor, but with a different color, the Washington Black Skins. After all, if an ethnic slur really makes a cool team name, as Snyder insists, I'd love to hear what his black players in particular think of that honor. Meanwhile, in other news, a transgender activist was murdered in Pakistan. What? I don't get it. I mean... I don't know, but black skins would be that big of a deal, I think, if you call them the Washington Nick. We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. Toilet terror. As Python bites man's penis while he sits on the toilet before bloody battle ensues. A man was caught in a blood-soaked battle with a massive snake. After it slithered up sewer pipes, it bit onto his penis as he sat going to potty. At a porn boom makakai was squatting over the toilet at his Thailand home this morning when he suddenly felt a sharp bite to the tip of his penis. He immediately grabbed down below with his hand and was horrified to discover he had caught hold of the head of a huge snake that had clamped its jaws around his privates. The 38-year-old immediately screamed for his wife and began fighting the serpent, which refused to let go of his member. The pair were thrashing around the tiny toilet, leaving blood splattered across the floors and walls, but just as he feared he could lose his penis. Athaporn hatched an ingenious plan to remove the snake with seconds to spare. He called out for a rope, and just before passing out, managed to grab the four-meter serpent's head and tie it to the bathroom door. 
The 38-year-old was hospitalized after suffering huge blood loss and collapsing from the dramatic snake attack during his morning bathroom routine. According to Bang Pakong News, emergency services were then called in to free the massive serpent from pipes under the family home in Kachikong, east of Bangkok. Fire crews used hammers to smash the toilet and drag the python, which was still alive, out of the ground, according to reports in Thailand. It is thought that the snake, which will be released back into the wild, swam up a pipe leading to the bathroom. Athaporn is in stable condition in a Thailand hospital. But be warned, the penis-biting python is still at large. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Next time on My Brother's Keeper, my name is Earl Handley, and I own the Handley Tackle Shop. Uh, It's the business my daddy left me, and I've been running it ever since. Uh, My younger brother, Daryl, is, well... I love him, I do, but he's just been an idiot since the day he was born. He recently uh, ruined his marriage. His wife kicked him out of the the trailer house because he couldn't let go of the computer porn. So now I figured it was my obligation to look out for him, so he's moved in with me and my wife and kids. And uh, he doesn't have a job, so I'm going to have to give him one here at the tackle shop. Yeah, I, I, I always looked up to the, uh, to the Earl, and, and I really appreciate uh, what he's doing for me. And I, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him that I, 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 I'm something now. Well, I just hope they get along better than they do before. I'm not very confident that this will happen, but I just want everything to work out. It's just they, they, they get into these big conflicts over... You know, little things. God damn it, Daryl! Get in here! What? What I do now? I just came out of the bathroom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. When I'm talking to you. Did you? Did you piss in my toilet? Did you? Now I did. Shut up and answer me. Did you or did you not piss in my toilet? Yes, I did. People say I'm overreacting. We got a guest room toilet. That's where he can do his business. He don't do it in mine. I don't know what to do. <laughs> How can Daryl grow if Earl keeps putting him down? And meanwhile, what about Sally Handley? Can she keep it all together while being trapped in the middle? I just wish they could understand that when nature calls, you know, sometimes... Don't make excuses for him, Sally. Damn it, you know I don't like that. And then, things got even more serious. Yeah, I can't wait to see that Superman Batman movie. <laughs> oh, that ought to be something there. Yeah. Daryl! 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 Come here, you! Oh, uh, uh, Earl, I... You stupid uh, idiot. Did you shit in my toilet? Uh, well, don't uh, stammer. Answer me! Did you shit in my toilet? Hey. <laughs> yes, I did. I had the runs. My Brother's Keeper, Monday nights on TLC. Say, friends, why don't you help out the Nelson Show by visiting my many stores? Yes, you know, if you've been a regular listener, you've heard that I have a store at selfie.com. Selfie.com slash Nelson. Yes, there you can find all my little videos. Yes, videos of old movies, old sci-fi and old horror movies, things like that, with my delightful commentary and liberal use of cartoon sound effects. Yes, 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 lots of fun. But if that's not enough for you, you can head over to rifttracks.com slash iRiffs slash Nelson dash theater. That's iRiffs with an I. R-I-F-F-S slash Nelson N-A-I-L-S-I-N dash theater spelled the old English way. P-H-E-A-T-R-E. Yes, it's just that simple. Rifttracks.com slash iRiffs slash Nelson dash theater. There you'll find 
more of the same films I've done, but also some extra ones, including Batman and Robin. Yes, the old 40s serial of these uh, dynamic duo guys. And uh, once again, my sound effects and uh, wonderful commentary. Yes. Also, there's society6.com slash Mr. Nelson, all one word, where you can get my t-shirts of a different variety of designs and art prints, mugs, pillows, even clocks. Yes, and much more. So head over to society6.com slash Mr. Nelson for those goodies. And of course, don't forget selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie.com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. And you can help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson. Yes, 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 yes you can. Will you girls believe in reincarnation? Answer me, you hoes. All right, come on now. Too good to talk to a puppet, huh? I hope your next shit is square. Our pal, the late great Otto Peterson, is no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at autoandgeorge.com. There you can find his DVDs, T-shirts, and all things Otto and George at autoandgeorge.com. Uh, this is Boobo from Night Night, uh, and you're listening to The Mr. Nelson Show. <laughs> Previously on Night Night. Night Night, what's wrong? Next morning, what flies buzzing around my face, which seems to be cemented to the floor? What? What's going on? <laughs> the smell! It's ungodly! Wait, is that puke? Oh no! The smell is making me want to... Later upstairs, after Lyle Richmond has had a shower and had his night-night suit burned. Ugh. Smedley, you need to mop up that crap in the storeroom. Hell no. I ain't mopping that mess no way, no how. Come on, Smedley. I can't have the cleaning lady do it without revealing the night's lair, so... I ain't doing it, Lyle. You're on your own this time, and you can't find me because I know who you are. Oh, bastard. Man, this headache is killing me. Draw the blinds, please. Hey, night-night. Oh, shit. Ready to go to the beach? I'm not night-night now. I'm Lyle Richmond. The night-night. We were supposed to go to the beach this day. Lower your voice, Dick. I'm sick. Well, well, too sick to go to the beach? Yes. Get the message, idiot. I'm hung over. <sighs> the way you kept handing me one beer after another last night, <laughs> you tried to kill me. It wasn't me, it was all you. Yeah, shut up, Dick. Well, if we can't go to the beach, then let's go catch the fooler. No, Dick, I'm in no shape to catch the fooler. The night-night, he almost killed us. We gotta do something. Dick. <sighs> well, I guess you've got a point there. 
The Night Knight deserves justice. I am, after all, the Crusader of Righteousness, the Guardian of this city. Without me, society would spiral down into chaos. Let's go to the Night Slayer, Bobo. Alright! Oh. oh, man. One week later. Okay, Bobo, I'm in tip-top shape now. I told you it wouldn't take long. It took a whole week. Ah, shut up. Let's go. And soon across town at Lewis Cannon's high-rise apartment. All right, Bobo, this looks like his window. But we must take care to make sure that Cannon is alone. Okay, Night-Night. Wait a minute. What, what's going on in there? Whoa! Oh, oh. Get your phone out, Bobo. It's time to make a movie. Best of all, if this idiot actually wins the election and becomes mayor, this video will be very useful. And later, as things calm down in Cannon's bedroom and his friend leaves to take a shower. Mmm, my. That sure hit the spot there. <laughs> <laughs> Night-Night and Boo-Boo! You got that right, butthole. Caught you with your pants down, Cannon! What? What do you mean? We have videotaped evidence of your recent activities in this very room. Well, so? So? I doubt Mrs. Cannon will just say, So? What, Mrs. Cannon? I'm not even married. What? Damn it! Oh, well... Delete that video, Bubo. It's useless. Uh, I think I'll hold on to it, Night-Night. <laughs> Bubo! All right, Cannon. You know why we're here. We want to know where the fooler is so we can put an end to his reign of terror. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a respected businessman running for mayor, and I'm not about to associate myself with a masked criminal like the fooler. <laughs> All right, gas him, Bubo. We'll take him to the night's lair. Wait, what? Nighty night, Cannon! Oh. And later at the night's lair. What'd we bring him for, night night? We're gonna make him talk, Bobo. Hell. I'm gonna lock him up in the storeroom with my rotten stinking puke. You mean you haven't cleaned that up yet? <laughs> oh no, Bobo. That's not the job for an upperclassman like myself. That's the kind of work for a Piss-ass piece of shit. Well, an upperclassman shouldn't have gotten drunk and threw up all over the floor in the first place. Ah, shut up, Bubo. Wait, now he's coming too. Let's get him in there. <laughs> oh, man, he's heavy. <laughs> Quick, Bubo, open the door. <laughs> all right, all right, shut it, shut it. <coughs> oh, man. <sighs> now, let's see how long he lasts in there. You can't come out of there until you tell us where the Fooler's hideout is. Oh, come on, I can't do that. Well, then you're just going to have to sit there and gag. Hey, this is pretty bad. What do you mean? We're torturing a mayoral candidate. Bubo, this candidate, as you call him, hired the Fooler to capture us and torment us. Then this asshole and his thugs tried to gun us down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, leave the thinking to me. Hey, how you doing in there, Cannon? Let me out, my knight. The, the stench is burning my eyes. Here, 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 here. Tell us the fooler's location. You can come out and get a breath of fresh air. I, I can't. I would if I could, but he, he never really told me. He, he left me this box with the address in it, but I know it's one of his shitty gags, so I never opened it. He must be talking about this box of found in Cannon's jacket when I frisked him for weapons. All right. We've no choice but to open it. But brace yourself, Bubal. Shut up, Cannon. Wait, Bubo, look. What? In the box, a card with an address on it. Of course. The old abandoned whoopee cushion factory. There. You found it. Now let me out. Oh, yeah. <coughs> um, there's just one more thing you gotta do. Oh, what? You gotta clean up that mess in there. No! <laughs> one hour later, on some isolated road... 
Dump his ass in that ditch, boo boo, and make sure he's gassed. Look at you, Nate Nate. Okay, let's get the hell out of here. Alright, boo boo. You realize we'll be out of our element when we reach the Fooler's headquarters. What do you mean? I mean, it's his territory, his rules. What do you mean? I mean, he could lay an ambush for us. What do you mean? <laughs> his hideout could be booby-trapped. He's not just gonna leave his front door open. You don't think? <laughs> oh yeah, Bubo. We'll just go right up and knock on the front door, and then he'll let us in for tea. Damn you! I don't know why I waste time trying to train you. Because you see in me the potential for superhero greatness. <laughs> oh god, Bubo. <laughs> hey, look! There's some idiot pulled over by a traffic cop. And roll down the window. <laughs> Dumbass! <laughs> ah, some people think they're above the law. Hey, you're giving me a ticket for doing 70 while Night Night and Boobo just passed by in that jet car there's doing about 180. Night Night and Boobo just passed? Okay, pal, you're free to go. What? Okay. I've got a score to settle with Night Night and Boobo. Those assholes left me unconscious on the side of the road last week. I'm still itching from the ant bites. Oh yeah, Night Night. Your ass is mine. Hey, Night Night, there's a cop behind us. Well, he can't be after us, Bubo. I mean, we're the masked marbles. That's probably exactly why he's after us. No! Wait, wait a minute. That cop looks familiar. Yeah, that's the guy we gassed last week. Damn it, Boo Boo! I told you to give him 99 amnesia gas. No, you just said 99 gas. No, Boo Boo! <laughs> Do I have to spoon feed everything to you? Breathe in, breathe out. Oh man, we're just gonna have to outrun him. Elsewhere at the old abandoned Whoopi Cushion factory. Hey, balls. Balls. What? Damn it! I'm trying to listen to my music. Uh, Cannon's on the phone. He says it's an emergency. Oh, damn it. Uh, give me the phone. Hey, Louie boy, what's up? Night-Night kidnapped me and tortured me in order to get your location. But you don't know my location. Well, he opened the box he gave me and found your address in it. What? Wait, did you see the look on his face when the stink bomb went off? No, I was locked up. Look, can you send somebody to give me a ride? No. Damn, Pink Elephant, what are we gonna do? Damn it! I'm the fooler, not the Pink Elephant! Nah, what's the difference? You guys all look alike to me. No! I'm dressed up in a court gesture suit! He wears an elephant mask! We're completely different! What's the big deal? I'll show you what the big deal is! Ow! Now get your ass on the roof with a sniper rifle and wait for Night Night to show up! The rest of you idiots go get in your hiding places and wait to ambush those masked morons! You want us to set up an elaborate trap for them? No, just shoot him. And outside, the night cruiser arrives, having seemingly evaded the traffic officer. Well, here we are. What are we waiting for? Let's go get him. No, Bobo. It could be a trap. They don't even know we're coming. Quit being a pussy. Who's <laughs> 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 the pussy now, Bobo? <laughs> In anger and stark raving fear, Night Knight slams his foot on the accelerator, smashing the nearly indestructible night cruiser through the whoopee cushion factory's front wall. Yeah, we got him, boss. Damn right we did. Hey, look, they're knocked out inside the night car. You know what? Let's set up an elaborate trap for him after all. I don't know, Fula. I think we should just shoot him like he said. That was when they were a threat. Well, I don't know. Exactly, you don't know. That's why I'm the supervillain, and you're just a dumb henchman. Now get those costume idiots out of that car. And later, Night Night and Bubo awake to find themselves tied up inside a giant rubber prison. Where are we, Night Night? I don't know, Bubo, but I suspect the nefarious machinations of the Fooler. You guessed right, Night Night. Send my giant whoopee cushion. Once this automated crane releases a ton of junk it's holding, the two of you will die in a humiliating giant fart. 
Shut up, Blue! <laughs> Dumbass! Listen to me, Fuller. You can't do this. It's beyond all boundaries of human decency. Ain't nothing human about you, Night Night! Quick, <laughs> Blue! We've got to roll ourselves away from the center of this whooping cushion. Oh, it's gonna squish us! No! Suddenly, the air forced out of the whoopee cushion shoots Night Night and Boobo out of the cushion, sending them colliding like human missiles with the Fooler and his gang. What? Oh no! Whoa! We knocked them all out cold, Night Night! Not all, Boobo. The Fooler's still awake. Get off me, Night Night! When will you learn, Fooler? You just can't beat the Night. Oh, I definitely can't beat the fat. <laughs> Get off, damn it, I can't breathe. Now, gas him and cuff him, Bobo, and leave him for the police. Okay, but gee, Night Night, how'd you know they'd ambush us? Because I figured you were too stupid to use amnesia gas on that officer. You were probably too stupid to use it on Cannon, allowing him to warn Fooler. Once again, everything is your fault. Thus ends another amazing night-night adventure! This has been a Nailsin production. The night-night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? You ever find yourself breaking into a woman's home just so you can steal her underwear and sniff it? Yeah, chances are you're going to end up in jail, or at the very least slapped with a restraining order. But such are the pitfalls of having an obsession for a woman you can never truly have. But what if it was possible to have your very own replica of said woman in your home that you can order to do whatever you want? Well, now you can with Dr. Ishipupu's Girl of Your Dreams sex droid. Yes, I am Dr. Ishipupu, and with my sex droid and the utilization of the latest technology in digital 3D printing, you can now have the girl of your dreams. All you need to do is have profile shot and front face frontal shot and you can provide that simply by stalking as I know you will do once we have that on file we can produce for you the perfect girl of your dreams we can even make improvement in bus size and buttocks she will obey all your commands please please fuck me in the ass please please fuck me in the ass <laughs> guaranteed to feel like a woman not that you would know <laughs> Hurry now and order your girl of your dreams. Yes, operators are standing by for Dr. Ishipupu's girl of your dreams sex droid. Don't delay. Order today. Warning, sex droids can result in castration. If this happens to you, you have been warned and therefore we are not held liable. Once the transition clears, we wipe our ass of you. May 27th and May 28th, see the Reverend Bob Levy and friends at a 7 o'clock show at Club Comedy in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Call 203-805-1855 for tickets. That's 203-805-1855. And now, back to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. So now it's time for some superhero news. Yeah, well, uh, in the world of comic books, uh, a little hashtag came around on the uh, the Twitterverse this week. Uh, hashtag Captain America needs a boyfriend. <laughs> Instead, there was another big reveal coming. I guess the people behind the hashtag didn't realize this was coming, but apparently, Captain America is a Nazi and has been all along. Yes, here's a little article on it. Captain America twist stuns comic book world. Captain America has been a symbol of American heroism since 1941, and that all appears 
to be a lie. Steve Rogers, colon, Captain America number one, hit shelves on Wednesday along with a twist that seemingly changes the entire history of the character. The final page of the issue has Rogers saying two words, Hail Hydra. The reboot issue, which is the first to have Rogers share the Captain America mantle with superhero Falcon, details how Rogers was recruited as a boy by the evil Nazi-esque organization Hydra and apparently has become a covert agent all these years. You see, Hydra in the original story, I don't know if this is all rebooted, so they may have changed it since it seems to have existed before the Nazis, but uh, in the original story, after the Nazis fell, there were some uh, Nazi generals, I think his name was Baron von Strucker or something like that. Anyway, he formed this secret organization called Hydra and they became this sort of underground secret society terrorist organization and the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. organization was the main uh, protagonist against those guys and that's how that went and a lot of them were former Nazis uh, that, that fought Captain America during the war and so he ended up fighting them again throughout his comic book adventures up to this point that we now find he was one of them all along. <laughs> <laughs> Which is impossible. But, well, never underestimate stupidity. The move. Uh, so, anyway, revealing that he's a Hydra agent after all these years, uh, sits shockwave through the comic book world with fans horrified that the honorable character is now a member of the organization he's fought for 75 years. This is really just the tip of the iceberg in a larger story, said Tom Brevoort, executive editor at Marvel Comics. The most basic reason for doing this is to see if you're paying attention and make readers long for the next issue. Well, when you do an article like this, <laughs> some probably won't read it at all. Uh, the twist had been in development since 2014, and according to Brevoort, is the actual Steve Rogers. It's not a Steve from the universe next door. It's not a clone. It's not a robot. It's not mind control, Brevoort said. Brevoort also felt that the news storyline speaks to the current national mood. <laughs> what? We're currently in the middle of this very contentious presidential primary season, where folks across America are feeling divided on a number of issues, Brevoort said. This feels very much, at least to me, like it's of the zeitgeist of the moment. Brevoort added that with Captain America stories, Marvel always strives to make the characters' stories topical. Captain America, because he's draped head to toe in the flag, has more of a larger, more symbolic meaning than many of the other characters. He said, in an allegorical fashion, you want to make his adventures about where America and where the world is. Captain America has garnered new popularity in recent years thanks to being a key component of Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe. In fact, the reveal in the comics comes days after Captain America Civil War became Disney's 10th billion dollar film. Whether this new storyline in the character's history makes it to the big screen is yet to be seen. This is a bigger story than it seems, Brevoort said. Hopefully, we've got this figured out. If not, <laughs> you're talking to me on the day I broke Captain America. <laughs> How is this topical at all? I mean, uh, who's the, uh, the the sleeper agent in America? I guess Donald Trump is a sleeper agent for the Nazis? I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's what he's saying. What a pussy, huh? And just really stupid. I mean, decades of fighting this organization, but he was one of them all along. <laughs> That's just not going to work. But uh, like I said, never under uh, never underestimate stupidity. Well, I think this might be a very good commentary on America because it needs to deal with his racist tinge past. And I mean, Amer Captain America, I mean, look at him. He's blonde, blue-eyed. He was a super soldier. I mean, come on. That's got Nazi written all over it. Well, wait a minute. Maybe they're talking about someone else. What do you mean? Maybe it's not about Donald. I mean, we got a sleeper agent in the White House right now. We got a damn communist Muslim sitting in there. Oh, oh, please, no. Get, get out of here. You see, the problem with Captain America, like Lefty says, is he's white. So the PC people, they don't know what to do about that. Uh, so what they did was they did a story a while back, I think, where uh, something happened to Steve Rogers, where he became the actual age that he is. You see, he was, you know, he's from World War II days, but he got stuck in ice and then uh, was thawed out in modern times, originally back in the 60s, but, you know, it just happened a few years ago. But anyway, so he was this old man, 
and then some magic, the the cosmic cube or whatever, uh, one of those little things they got going on in that Marvel comic story, uh, that turned him back into a young man. So and so now he can be Captain America again. Meanwhile, while he was too old to be Captain America, uh, his good pal and friend, the Falcon, uh, who was a superhero character, has been in his comics, I think, as long as the back in the 70s. Um, and he's a black gentleman, and he took over the role to be the Captain America. I mean, why he had to, I don't know why, but he did. Now, this is the idea. This is now we have a black Captain America. Isn't that great? Now, black kids reading Captain America and say, I can be Captain America too. And I, I mean, that's the justification for it. This is a superhero character who was a black superhero character, this, like I said, from the 70s, who's uh, got decades of being the Falcon rendered meaningless because he's nothing unless he takes over the white guy's gig. So, uh, why can't you see how that's insulting? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they do. You see, they also got, uh, like, I think I've talked to this other earlier about the uh, Miss Miracle, which was a blonde woman from the 70s, and she was made to be like this uh, feminist character at the time, I believe, and uh, because her name was Ms. Uh, uh, not Miracle, Ms. Uh, Marvel. And, um, you know, so that was using the new title, which is one of the great achievements of 70s feminism was making titles. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that was her character. And for decades, she was that character. Then all of a sudden, they decided that's not, uh, I don't know, empowering enough. So they had to give her the Captain Marvel name, and she became the new Captain Marvel. Meanwhile, the name is Marvel still sitting around. So they decided, hey, we don't have any Muslim characters. Actually, they do. They've had a character called the Arabian Knight, but I guess he's too stereotypical because you, he's called Arabian Knight, and he flies around on a flying carpet. I don't know if they use him anymore, so they probably trashed him. And then they brought in this Pakistani girl named Kamala Khan, and she's got stretchy powers or something like that. And so she's the new Miss uh, Marvel. Uh, but there again, she can never have her own name. <laughs> she's just got to be this, you know, this white woman's car- you know, name. <laughs> you know? So again, she's not her own. And I don't know that she keeps getting hyped in the comic book uh, news sites and stuff like this is this is an issue you have to read yet they can never tell you what the definitive great story is from any of those issues and i mean i don't know how many number ones she's had because they have to cancel it and start over cancel it and start over and i mean marvel and dc as well must be in some sort of trouble because they keep redoing all their comics so so anyway this is what has happened with captain america and uh, so there's so at the point there's yeah there's two Captain Americas there's the, the original one T Rogers and then there's uh, the Falcon who is now Captain America so you can have two because if you put him back to being the Falcon I guess they thought that would be some sort of racist uh, act and uh, diminishing him so I guess he's stuck as Captain America for the foreseeable future meanwhile uh, since the original was always a Nazi uh, maybe he should be the only Captain America maybe that's where they're going I don't know. But it, it's just really stupid. Meanwhile, in D.C., uh, they do the same thing where they've had to change races and, and uh, sexes and stuff of characters. And some characters uh, all of a sudden are gay when they weren't. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but their whole reboot uh, has just crashed and burned because it was crap. Uh, there was things that were problems with it when they did this back in 2011. So... Uh, well, I guess it lasted a little bit longer than people might have expected because it was so bad. But uh, one of the problems was uh, all their titles were not doing very well, so they decided to do the reboot. But the problem was uh, two of their uh, characters were doing pretty good, and that was Batman, who's their big star, and then the Green Lantern uh, comics were doing all right. So they didn't really want to change them too much. Now, I'm not too familiar with the uh, Green Lantern story, so I don't know how much uh, it messed them up. But with Batman... Uh, it messed them up because the new reboot stated that the uh, the story the uh, DC universe uh, as far as the superhero uh, era was only five years old. Well, that's a problem when uh, Batman still has all these other Robins. <laughs> in the old days, there was uh, Dick Grayson. He was Robin for decades, and all of a sudden they decided to make him an adult superhero called Nightwing, and so then they had to come in with the other Robins. So they've had several different ones over the years. And that's fine when it's over several years. But here you have all these Robins who have pretty much become adults within a span of five years. And uh, let's see, I think there was like uh, four or five of them. I'm not say it's Dick Grayson, and there was a Tim Drake guy, and the Jason Todd guy. That's three. Okay, four. And then Batman's own son, uh, who's 10, even though he's only been Batman for five years. 
it didn't work. And I mean, this was one of their top selling titles, yet it just continued on. Everyone just had to pretend like eh, we just don't notice that. It's really stupid and lazy, and it shows the incompetence of the people who put this together. Well, so now they've had a new reboot. They're calling it Rebirth, but uh, it's Reboot. And in the story, they revealed that uh, the reason it was all screwed up is because the character Dr. Manhattan from the legendary Watchmen series has been... Uh, messing with the uh, timeline of DC Comics. And so it's kind of a Hail Mary pass for them. <laughs> it's kind of a desperate thing to do. But I got to hand it to them. It is a little interesting. And the little setup for the DC Universe Rebirth issue number one, which I think is another one. Uh, then there's like crossovers and stuff for other titles. But this is the main one that explains the beginning of this new idea. Uh, they killed off their new Superman and brought back their old Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but that's too far in the weeds. Uh, but anyway, the, the idea of introducing the Watchmen in there, I guess, was the only thing they could do to try to spark interest in the disaster that they recently made. Uh, so, But this one's a little bit better than saying Captain America was a Nazi. So uh, I guess DC's the big winner this week, whereas Marvel is the loser as far as their comics go. The movies, Marvel is... Yeah, way ahead of DC. <laughs> so, man, so that's probably all anyone cares about. But uh, so we'll see what they do with that, uh, with the Watchmen. And I'm sure uh, Alan Moore, who wrote the Watchmen, is all upset and crying about it. But uh, like I've said before in a previous episode, these were knockoff characters. He wasn't really all that original. The actual plot of Watchmen was pretty bad. The only thing good about it was the cool atmospherics and the structure and the storytelling way they did it. And, uh, you know, uh, the characters, the way they handled that was very well done. Uh, and uh, besides, he's uh, been doing stories like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, not the movie. He had nothing to do with that. That was crap. But the uh, comic book series was pretty good. However, uh, all of the characters are public domain characters created by someone else. So it's kind of interesting that he uses someone else else's characters and claims all these stories as his own when he's whining about a company he did work for and they're still using said work so eh, he's just a little prima donna and uh forget about him so that's it for that superhero story how about that all right we'll take a short break and then we'll come back with a few words about memorial day you know how sometimes your kids end up hanging around the wrong crowd Especially a particular bad kid who's just a really terrible influence, and then you gotta rein him in. Well, it said uh, to uh, the prisoner asked for chocolate bars, but she didn't want to give them because she she was afraid he might break out. You, I'm gonna fucking come over here. I, I swear to God, I'm gonna come over this fucking board and choke <laughs> you the fuck out if you hang out with that wit anymore. <laughs> Enough of these fucking puns, okay? I missed it. You didn't. You missed that one. She was gonna. She was gonna give him chocolate bars, but he was afraid he was gonna break out. I swear to God, you fucking no more. I'm telling you right now. Do you got his stuff in your truck? Cause I'm gonna go out there right now and throw it out. Well, let's hope our John Ginsel has learned his lesson. That who are we kidding? He didn't learn anything. On the Conti and Kenny show, you never know who's gonna show up. Speaking of let the guy do all the work, we got Doug Nelson on the phone. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Doug, yeah. do you want to uh, do the news real quick? Oh, boy, do I. Nice. <laughs> and now the news with Douglas Nelson. Yes. Student driver crashes car through front of driving school. <laughs> I, I took my driving test with, basically with my cock out. I had no idea, but I wasn't. I was commando in, um, in course, shorts, and uh, the zipper, my zi my fly was down the entire time. I noticed it as we were starting the test, so I couldn't, like, take my hands off the wheel and zip my fly up. I'm sitting there taking the entire test, with my, basically with my cock out, Jeez. and she was a black woman. I got, I got, I got like a 97. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I did really well. <laughs> well, she must have thought you were quite I, I, large I, for a white guy. I've been driving since I was 14, but I didn't. I, I'm sitting there. No, no, no. She just, she never noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> Charming, aren't they? Yes, the surprises never cease on the Conti and Kenny Show. Follow them on Twitter at C and K Show, and for all other info about Conti and Kenny, 
go to thecontiandkinneyshow.com. Warrior Point, Inc. was created to be the number one rallying point for any and all veterans who have honorably served this great nation. It does not matter whether you served your time during peacetime, wartime, or if you are still serving. If you served in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or National Guard, you are welcome as a member of Warrior Point. So join their ranks to support one another and to help raise awareness of the issues you face as defenders of our nation. Go to warriorpoint.org. That's Warrior Point with point ending in an E dot org. Memorial Day is a federal holiday in the United States remembering the people who died while serving in the country's armed forces. The holiday, which is observed every year on the last Monday of May, originated as Decoration Day after the American Civil War in 1868. When the Grand Army of the Republic, an organization of Union veterans founded in Decatur, Illinois, established it as a time for the nation to decorate the graves of the war dead with flowers. By the 20th century, competing Union and Confederate holiday traditions celebrated on different days had merged, and Memorial Day eventually extended to honor all Americans who died while in the military service. It typically marks the start of summer vacation season, while Labor Day marks its end. Of course, uh, it's not supposed to be about barbecues, but, uh, well, barbecue. It shouldn't be confused with Veterans Day, either. Uh, Memorial Day is about people who died, hence the name Memorial, whereas Veterans Day celebrates veterans that are still alive. I mean, you can see it as celebrating veterans who passed away, but uh, but also the ones that are still living. So that's the, the distinction between the two. So there you go. Uh, Decoration Day. Uh, it's uh, Memorial Day is probably a better title. <laughs> I don't. But the point was, you're not supposed to uh, have a barbecue and get drunk. I mean, <laughs> you can, but I mean, it, that's not what it is. It's not meant to just be a day off to, uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, have a barbecue, drink beer, you know. But uh, instead, you're supposed to. Uh, decorate the graves of uh, fallen uh, soldiers <laughs> so that's why it was called decoration day so i guess but still a memorial day should really make the point uh, that you're supposed to honor your war dead um regardless of how you do it but uh, having a barbecue and uh, having a party <laughs> it's probably but what are you gonna do yeah uh, i mean um when you fight for this country, you're fighting for the ideals and freedoms that it represents. And so if people want to have a barbecue on a particular day, they're free to do so. But still, it would be nice if you would take time to remember those who passed on and sacrificed their lives fighting against enemies of this country that would take everything you have. So we'll see you next week. Hopefully I'll have a new episode of Star Trucking for you. I intended to have one this time, but, well, uh time uh it's hard to come by so uh we'll see what we can do about that next week and uh, maybe even a guest i uh, i'm not sure but uh, well, i'll see what i can do so uh, we'll see you then good night everybody
opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. The idea that the Republican Party would be so sinister and devious to use this horrible monstrosity in an attempt to gain power is just unconscionable. Shut up, faggot. Oh, I cannot deal with this and that. I want that bleeped out. Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that.